Hey Coconuts, welcome back to this week's market updates. It's back to basics with three stocks. Netflix, as they had a bit of a dive after earnings call. A loss of confidence in the market with regards to Peloton. And Shopify's price seesaw on their fulfillment news. TFC's weekly market update scours the net to find worthy financial news to be further discussed and expanded. It is a banter session with facts, figures, and fun to help you get caught up in the world of investing. So join in the banter live with me, Rakesh, your host, weekly Tuesdays at 8 p.m. on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch. Hey, Coconuts. Welcome back to weekly market updates with me, Rakesh. And Anthony. No Jefferson today. <laughs> no, no Jefferson today. And today we're going to be going back to basics, right? Jefferson's not around, so we're going to keep macro for him. <laughs> we're going to wait till he comes back. Um, yep. And we're going to talk about three stocks, right? Uh, what are we starting off with, Anthony? Yeah, um, we are going to start off with Netflix, right? Everybody knows Netflix, so well, it's a good place to start. Yep. And then we're going to move on to Peloton, where there's bitter news this past few days. And I think we're going to end off with Shopify, who we have talked about. Hey. We, we like it. Oh, I like the stock, so it's good. <laughs> right, right. Uh, I think just as a quick disclaimer, we have covered this in our stock geek outs, I think, you know, a few months ago. But we are going to talk about the latest market updates that has happened this past week. Of course, if you want a deeper dive, please go straight down to our stock geek outs, search for these stocks, and you can find out a bit more on their business model and so on. All right, Anthony, why don't you kick us off with Netflix? Yeah, I mean, well, we, we've kind of switched tech this week, right? From from macro making everything go down to why individual stocks are going down. But, you know, on trend now, everything's yeah. crashing. Um, Netflix, that's, <laughs> I mean, that's, everybody knows what Netflix is. They're a streaming company. Um, they, they had earnings last week, so that wasn't too bad, to be honest. You know, they met expectations despite that they went, they, they announced after hours, it went down 15%. The reasoning that a lot of people give is just because of well, stocks are forward looking, you know, bad guidance. So, so people did not like it. it it's down fifteen percent. But I think maybe just just to throw some numbers at you first, right? Annual revenue growth sixteen percent, operating margin down right. slightly twenty one percent. All all relatively decent, right? But the, the mm. No, net subscribers, they grew 9% year on year. That, that's not too bad. It's kind of historical on trend, right? They, they have 200 plus current subscribers, 200 plus million current subscribers. So, so it's already a huge base. Um, that what market really did not like, apparently, was the, the forecast, right? They, they forecast that in 2022, the operating margin will be lower, they will turn free cash flow positive, but well, you know, margins are lower, uh, so so that's not super helpful. And also, they will have a lot slower subscriber growth. So they're only anticipating what the two point five million subscribers, new new subscribers in in first quarter twenty twenty two. So so that is a slowing trend, I guess. If if we if we're going to hold that as possible. Got it. And so can we just, you know, just break it down a little bit, right? So mm-hmm. actually, when you look at the the numbers and what they presented during the earnings call was decent. They met expectation. Um, they improved their margins. So it actually is currently looking good. So yep. then what you're saying they, here they is that the they drop, they are performing well, right? However, they forecast less of a uptake in the next quarter 
and therefore the the effectively the market didn't quite like it because maybe they they think that they should be doing better or uh, maybe they want to put their money elsewhere. Would you say so? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I think that there's there's two things, right? One is you know the market might not like it because well they are, they are still techy, they are still seen as growth. If you are a growth company without growth, what are you? Right, you're you're not that much. So so it's going to go down. That's right. fine. And and I think you know this is really just ties in with with all we have been talking about the last few months now, right? The the general yeah. sentiment is so weak. Anything. You know, crashes the stock, right? We talked about it with DocuSign. We talked, we talked about many, many stocks. You know that they are tech related. Netflix is just the latest casualty, I think. Got it. And they've already had massive growth, right? So we should be looking at this company towards more of a of growing their fundamentals. Like you mentioned, they're actually going to be FCF positive, or they have an yeah. FCF uh, in in Q one, <laughs> and they're expected to do that. So the fundamentals are actually getting better and better, right? Well, I mean, yeah, you, you, but they should, right? Because it's a company, it, it's <laughs> yeah. growing at scale. If at scale, it, it cannot, you know, have positive free cash flow, it cannot make a profit, then, then what's the point? You, you are Uber, right? Or you are Grab. <laughs> you, you are right yes. here with, with bad economics. You, you're just not going to make it. Oh, and, and they raise prices, right? Which I'm, I'm personally heard about. They, oh, yes. they raise prices. Right. So <laughs> that, that's they absolutely did. terrible. Hate the company now. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, I mean, in all fairness, like for me, I like FCFs because that shows that, okay, right, the, the fundamentals are strong. If there's any issues, you know, down, downward trends or whatever, they can actually use that free cash flow as a, a margin, right, as a safety net. And it could even create different ways for you to try and pivot the or expand into a different region. Like Netflix, I mean, as, as we all know, started off with CDs, physical CDs using the post and then now move the digital subscription. And now with mm-hmm. the fundamentals of FCF, they can now look at a new segment or a new industry to try and focus on, right? Well, yes and no. I mean, they, they could always borrow to buy or, or you know, do, do dilutive acquisitions to buy back exchanges shares. So there, there's many ways of looking at it, but, but I completely agree with you. you know, at, in this current scenario, if you are reaching scale and you don't have you know, positive free cash flow, it's it's not a good sign for your company, mm. right? You you are no longer a company that, that's growing 30, 40, 50% a year. You are growing, what, 16? I mean, it's great, good good growth, yes. but, you know, it, it's it's no longer that fantastic for you to justify that, that 40, 50 price to sales, right? You, you need to be a bit more mature, sure. I would say. Got it. And maybe you can tell us a bit more, right, as we as we move towards the, the tail end of this conversation, is what does it mean for our portfolio, right? When... As as you think, or as we've seen here, the market wants growth stocks and maybe they want to funnel this this money somewhere else, right? So again, this conjecture on my side, that they think that there could be better uh, growth in 2022 Q1 if, if they don't put it in Netflix. So for someone that has Netflix in their portfolio right now, what what is the sort of play we could do with this? <laughs> I think that there's two points, right? So, so you if do? you already have Netflix, you are down so much. Why bother? You know, I mean, selling at this <laughs> point in time, unless you need cash, selling at this point in time doesn't make sense, right? I mean, yes, I, I'm slightly negative on it. I think that there's a bit more to prove as they mature because as, as they get, as they try to mature and, and they get their economics up to, to speed. But at the end of the day, you know, when we talk about streaming, is, that, is, it, is it going to be an ongoing trend? Yes. Is the TAM huge? Yes. Is the management good? Yes, they have really been executing well. Uh, they are still the market leader. There's still a 
bit of a mode in, in terms of network effects. So, so yeah, it, it's a good company, right? It's just valuation, I, I think, coming down to, to slightly more realistic standards. And if they can continue executing, um, if they can do the growth, I mean, all these are open question marks, but if they can do it in, in five, six years' time, they, they, they could be a much bigger market leader, right? So, so now they are market leader of, of a decently sized market that's expanding, but so long as they keep their market share, the market continues expanding, they, they are going to do fantastic. Right, so you know, it, I mean, it, it, again, not financial advice. Depends on why you bought it, but <laughs> if you bought it because it's it's a good story stock, I think the story is still valid. Right, that it's just maybe a bit more of well, some new question marks that that we can only address with time. Fair enough. Um, and I do know that they are also trying to pivot to, to gaming as well, right? <laughs> have you noticed this on your Netflix app? They have like this sort of app games that you can use at like and then I think right in the front they'll say no extra charge <laughs> it's all part of your yes. subscription they, they, uh, they, they should have bought Activision <laughs> <laughs> instead of Microsoft <laughs> we, we, we didn't talk about that last week uh, but I think yeah <sighs> very possible right they, they expressed an interest in gaming I mean and, and with the Activision acquisition actually that there's so much talk about consolidation in the gaming market so M&A is coming mm. up I would say, um, whether Netflix is going to take part in it, how they view games, right? I think that that's still a horribly qu- big question mark, right? But I, I think they do definitely have the ability to to carry it out and, and just to acquire somebody, if if not develop it in-house. Um, and, and that's optionality. That, that to me is, is nothing you know major or, or nothing that would really impact um, assessment of the company at this stage. It's just something they could do. Got it. I mean, and, and I think last point I just want to bring up, right? And I don't know whether we should be talking about it, but we should be talking about their competitors, right? For example, Disney. <laughs> and and I mean, that's obviously the first name that comes to my mind when I think Netflix. Yep. The other one is Disney, right? Not not really Amazon Prime, even though they bought MGM Grand and, and, and all of that. But um, so Disney for me would be their the, the, direct competitor. And I was reading mm-hmm. some news that they see that Disney sees that they want to really grow this cloud um, subscription-based Disney+. Plus. Yep. In, in, in 2022. Do you think that could have some sort of an effect? Not really. Well, again, yes and no. I, I think you know, competition is decent, right? Disney is definitely a competitor. Amazon Prime is a competitor. I should know more subscription you know, HBO services. Um, I HBO, yes. I, I do have a whole time. Just, there's I a just whole time. Okay. But <laughs> again, you know, you, you can have more than one, right? You, you don't have one. It's like credit cards. You can have a few credit cards with different banks. You you don't have you know one subscription and you, and you stop. Unlike let's say I don't even know what GrabFood Premium maybe <laughs> I, I don't know. But right. that's you know, slightly besides the point. It, it's a, it's still a growing market. I think competition might take into that market share, but it's unlikely, right? I mean, I, honestly, I think Netflix has the best UI. They have the best UX, right? Somehow mm-hmm. the other competitors can't copy it for for whatever God knows what reason, and yeah. and at the end of the day, you know, they are building up content, right? I think, and I think this is the the if I were a Netflix shareholder, this is the scary part for mm-hmm. me. You know, there's this whole war over content that that's going on right now. Everybody's pumping money into Absolutely. it, right? Um, yes. you you can't. You, it's just investment after investment after investment. It has to happen year after year. If your subscriber base isn't growing, your revenue base isn't growing, sooner or later you'll run out of cash, right? And and this is where I think Disney has a slightly better strategic advantage. 
in the sense that they have their their parks, they have all the other businesses, they have their licensing of their IP to provide the cash flow so that they can do the investment in the content, right? And and that's okay. I think a, a slight difference. That, I mean, Disney, I prefer Netflix as a streaming service, but you know, if you are just comparing apples to apples, Disney, I think because of the other free cash flow and the other businesses might actually be something that's more interesting to look out for, right? Because if, if those and those businesses are hugely profitable. So they can just keep spinning money into the streaming content wars. Absolutely. And they already have all the, the infrastructure built, right, for, to create more content. Yeah. Um, I think one thing that Netflix does well is the cross-country uh, shows. Yep. So, for example, Squid Game is a very good one, right? Um, uh, what is it? La Casa de Papel or, or Money Heist is a very, another Heist. good one. Fantastic. I think now, show. Yeah, exactly. Right now they're, they're trying to show, I think, um, silence from Korea. There's a whole mm-hmm. ton coming out of the whole world, right? Um, they have also Mexican narcos, I think, right? Uh, where yeah. they actually send people into Mexico. So it's really across the world. And this for me is a unique selling point for Netflix that yeah. I feel no other subscription service has, which would keep me retaining or continuing to subscribe to their, to yeah. their service. Yeah. Definitely. I think they, they do localization well and, and they bring the local shows global, right? Which is fantastic. Absolutely. I mean, did you watch Singles Inferno? <laughs> I, okay, in all fairness, right? I think that our listeners here, Coconut will hate me, but I watched the first one and found it too slow. So I stopped. <laughs> it's, it's okay. I mean, we, we all know why we are watching it, so it's fine. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Cool. Um, yeah, I think uh, yep. if you have nothing to add, I'd like to move on, actually. Talk yeah, a bit I, about I Peloton. Th- that's all for Netflix. Why don't we go to Peloton? All right. Well, Peloton has been a downward trend in all in all fairness in the past few months. I think you know even with the SGO, you should go ahead and listen to it, coconuts. But this past week, they've had earnings call, right? And maybe I can just uh, tell a little bit of what happened during that time. Okay. So one of the things with the earnings call is that they added fewer ex- subscribers than expected, mm-hmm. right? So they didn't hit their targets. So that was one negative thing. However, the Netflix they focused. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I thought Netflix was expected by their forecast. Oh, yeah, the expected. Issue. Yes. This, oh, this, is, this one, even the yes. past, they couldn't hit. That's terrible. Yes, on, correct. Even the Met couldn't hit, right? And it's actually the complete opposite because in their forecast, they're saying everything is going to be great. <laughs> this is effectively what they're forecasted for 2022. And what they have actually said as well is that they are relooking at the whole structure of how Peloton mm-hmm. is run and looking to cut costs and therefore increase rev. This is effectively, ah. you know, some things that they said in, in earnings call. All oh, right, they, they were hiring McKinsey or, or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. a consultancy yeah, they're spending and, and money to that, save right? money. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> to a consultancy, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> Great. I think one thing that I want to note here is that there was an employee memo that went public on Thursday, <laughs> which was also actually the day of their earnings call. This employee memo, right, says that Peloton is halting production of bikes and treadmills, as well as consider layoffs. That doesn't sound good. Yes, it doesn't, right? It was an employee memo that went down, and that actually saw the price tank from 32 to 23, right? Within, a, within I think, a day. It was insane. Then the CEO came back and said, no, these are all false rumors that nothing happens, and then it bounced back up, right? So it's, honestly, I don't know what's happening in that company right now. But we have these employee memos uh, that, that's coming through. And then we have the CEO trying to say, no, that's not happening. But we are relooking at our business model. 
and trying to close down stores. And I believe they're trying to go for more e-commerce. One of the things that they have done is raise their price of the bikes and treadmills. Wait, did they just cut them like last quarter? Yeah, they raised it back up because now they're including shipping fee, assembling fee, the whole works. Oh, come on, what so, are you doing? Yes, exactly my point. <laughs> they're cutting, they're increasing, they're hiring a consultancy to do something for them. Employee memos are going out, talking about layoffs. So I'm not too sure what's happening inside. I don't know where the proper news is, but all I know is it is in shambles. It's really what I feel from the outside, right? They, they don't necessarily know what they're doing. They're trying something to try and make it work. They are, were market movers, if I'm not mistaken, right? In this bike treadmill space and mm-hmm. the subscription space. And that's actually really, really good. Yep. But they have lost, for me, they've lost that track. And mainly also because there are tons of competitors out there. And I read a memo yesterday, uh, sorry, mm-hmm. early today, just before we recorded, saying that uh, some of the investors and some of the shareholders want to oust the CEO. Because <laughs> okay. apparently for misuse... <laughs> For for the, he doesn't know where the company direction is, et cetera, et cetera. And last thing to note, right? And I, I read this somewhere. So again, right, listeners out there, this is what I read. But please correct me if I'm wrong. But that the CEO, together with a few uh, execs, sold their shares before the earnings call. <laughs> Wait, right? They so, can't <laughs> do that unless it's pre-planned. Maybe it was pre-planned. I'm yeah, not entirely so, sorry. sure, but they, I, I think they sold, just, yeah. just maybe to, to put a bit of a point on this um, before people start screaming inside yeah. the trading, um, because we don't want to make defamatory right. allegations, right? Yes, um, of course. Mo- not. Most yes, companies yeah. um, tend to have a blackout period before earnings, naturally, right? And and what how these stock sales tend to occur is well, they they essentially follow a plan like a few months in advance, saying that we will sell. You know, this number of shares at a certain date if, if a certain condition occurs, right? So it, it could be pre-planned. I mean, that, there's lots of ways to game it, right? So not saying that it's not a, a big sign, but, you know, I think let's, let's just be well, a bit more circumspect, right? I mean, and obviously inside the selling, you know, some people say that it's not a big indicator of anything. Fair enough, because you can sell for many mm-hmm. reasons. But if, if, you know, people keep selling, they, they can't need that many houses, right? So, so, so there, there is a yeah. bit of a side. Oh, and if every, everybody sells at the same time, well, not everybody that wants to buy houses. So, so you know, I think that, that to, taken together can be a bit more of a signal. Right? It's, it's just the loss in confidence. Right. Yes, uh, absolutely. The loss in confidence. Um, uh, apologies if I, if I said something wrong there, but yeah, it's probably pre-planned. You're right, Anthony. Thanks for correcting me there. But it was just, when I read the news, I was like, whoa, what's happening? So yeah, that's that's effectively what happened this this last few days actually with Peloton, right? It's it's a massive mess. I do like their subscription model. I do like the idea of that subscription model, and I think that's that's something that they should be focusing on more than maybe even the hardware. So obviously, you know, look at the operation margins and, and so on and so forth. I think they should be closing down all their stores. Right? Uh, one of the things yeah. that they said during the earnings call was that they they didn't expect COVID to take such a hit so quickly, especially when there was blackouts and people didn't go to their stores and so on and so yeah. forth. So they were bleeding quite a bit. But that's, that's hilarious, right? Because their entire model benefited from COVID. You know, without COVID, they, they would never have got such huge growth. You know, people wouldn't be stuck Absolutely. at home. They, they, they were a beneficiary of it. I mean, come on, right? To say now, two years after the fact, that, oh yeah, sorry, we didn't expect stores to be closed. And, and therefore, you know, we, we incurred more costs than expected. <sighs> yes. I don't so know. I think for, I for, for those out there, 
<laughs> I think for those out there, this is going to be, I think, a bumpy ride for the next, you know, one, one, two months, three months, depending on how this whole CEO thing plays out. Confidence has to be coming back into Peloton mm-hmm. um, and into the company. But at the same time, you know, they were market leaders in terms of subscription-based yep. fitness. But now there's so many out there, right? You've got the YouTube fitness guys that effectively created their own app and you can subscribe to them now, mm. right? You have you have gyms as well that also have an online system. So you can subscribe to a gym and not go to the gym and you subscribe on the app, right? As a oh, subscription. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yes. yes. <laughs> then also in, in Apple Fitness, you have that as well. Right, it just started with you know the Apple Watch. You get I think six months free or three months free, and they're really, really looking mm-hmm. to grow that area of things. And I okay. think last but not least, they also have an online personal trainer now. So you effectively put your phone there. Fitness. No, not Apple. Um, just as, as a competitor. Ah, okay. Um, what they do is they have an online personal trainer, and gyms actually have that. Or if you're a yep. own personal trainer, they you can subscribe to them and they will actually be there as you do like the lifts and so on and so forth, which I think okay, is okay. is really cool. That's quite cool. Yeah, yeah. These are all the other business models that are happening in this space, right? So is Peloton subscription really going to thrive through all of that is a question I have. Yeah. I, I don't know. Right. I mean, my, my impression, I've never taken a Peloton class. Um, thankfully my, my impression of it was always <laughs> that, you know, <laughs> it was like the, the selling point was, was the ability to, to build that community. Right, like the the class mm. teachers would, would know your name, you know, you could track very well, even though it's remote, you, you can kind of get that sense of camaraderie. It's like you going to your F forty five class, right? Which I know you just started. Uh, you know, yes, I just started. <laughs> that, that that whole sense of community, that that whole you know CrossFit thing brought home in, into an app onto a bike. I th- I thought that was a selling point. Um, and I don't mm. think that has changed, right? And I don't think a lot of the competitors actually can recreate that experience as well, right? At least to the, to the level that Peloton can. So, you know, if, if that's true and, and that's the core that is correct, maybe there's a turnaround story here, right? Um, they, they have a good product. They can keep selling that product. Um, they just need to figure out everything else around it, which is currently, I guess, kind of crap. Yes. Absolutely. Um, I was just shocked with the news and, and I thought I shared it with the listeners as well. Yeah. Well, what about you? You know, I mean, cheap enough to buy? Hmm. <laughs> no? <laughs> oh, that's a good question. I uh, For me, it, it's a no, right? Number one, I have no idea where this, what's going to happen because if there is an ousting or if there is a vote of no confidence in, in the execs, then I would expect it to drop some more. Um, I, I thought it's the other way. It increased, now. right? Because the, the, the drag oh, of the true. business is gone. <laughs> right? Nobody true, likes him now. <laughs> yeah, true. That's why it it's down. gone. That's a good point. Um, nah, I mean, I, I, I'm going to look at it. It's already, so mm. I've actually put that in my, my stock list. I need to see how they're pivoting and what they're pivoting to, right? If yep. they are going to restructure the company. And mm. for me, I, I don't want to risk it before because I don't fully fully understand and trust them just yet. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. I think truth to me, this is just a lost cause. I, I, I don't even want yeah. to look at it anymore. Uh, I'll just read the news. <laughs> I'll, I'll ask you to update me. <laughs> sure, no problem. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was uh, that was a good one. Uh, let's move yeah. on to Shopify. Tell us what's happened, Anthony. Yeah, well, Shopify. You know, again. Lots of coverage we've done before. I, I like talking my book. I'm sorry. Um, but I mean, I just read the news of oh, right, shares okay. that I follow, right? So, so, so that's it. Uh, I think uh, he, no. similarly, I think slightly to, to Peloton, just a, a bit of seesawing news that 
think last week, if I'm not wrong, that there was this report that mm. came out, Business Insider, they said, oh yeah, Shopify, they're they are terminating or reducing contracts with their warehouses. You know, that, that means that, that kind of means that they are cutting their fulfillment network down. And well, they're, they're an e-commerce company, right? So e-commerce without fulfillment isn't great, apparently. So, so the share, share price went down 13% um, on, on a bad day. It was a bad day for markets right. generally. Yesterday, Monday, gotcha. right? Well, Shopify came out with a statement and said, yes, you know, we, we acknowledge we are making changes to our fulfillment network, how we structure it, but really all these terminations will have no impact. We will still fulfill. We are still looking at our two-day delivery um, timings and, and keeping that up, and, and we don't see an impact on our merchants at this stage. We will tell you more at mm. our earnings call coming up, which I guess, so I guess we'll cover it again, you know, and the, the right. stock went up 7%. So, no. Seesawing, right? It's just a sign so, of you know, the volatility in the market. A single bad news sends it down. A single not bad news sends it back up, which is fun. <laughs> if you like roller coasters. Wow. Yeah. Um, so the the fulfillment news that came out actually wasn't mm. from, from Shopify, was it? It was from no, just No, it, it was just like some, some report. Yeah, that that's it. Oh yes, you know, um, we have noticed this, or we we caught wind of this, and and this is what is happening. Why? Why what's happening to the seesaws? <laughs> I mean, that's that's insane. Yeah, and okay. I mean, I, wow. <laughs> I I don't know, right? I, I don't know. Trying trying to digest this. So effectively, somehow somebody's effectively got fake news. Well, according to well, Shopify, I mean, I mean, it's real news. Whether that's they, they true are or not, it. yeah. So they are, but then it got perceived to be not going to fulfill. But actually, no, it's nothing to do with the fulfillment. Is that right? Oh, no. So, so it's real news. They are terminating some of their fulfillment partners. But Shopify is saying that even if we terminate them, it's okay. We, will, we have other plans coming up. Nobody will be affected. Got it. Yeah. So therefore, you could also say that maybe Shopify could have done a better job in PR and maybe communicating that to the market. Yeah, or, or well, really. you know, people could have just waited two weeks for earnings. For earnings call. Yeah, and they'll say it anyway, right? It's always slightly bad form, I think, to to put big news before your earnings because then what are, why are you going to talk about your earnings? Nothing, right? You're just wasting everybody's time. Yeah. <laughs> everyone will just ask you about that news. So. <laughs> exactly. You need to you know, spring a surprise on everyone by, by releasing it on the day itself. And uh, maybe if you can tell us how this this fulfillment works. So Shopify wants to own fulfillment, right? Is that right? Well, yes and no. Again, I love saying that. Um, so Shopify, yeah. if you, you have such heard a lawyer of answer, man, episode, honestly, yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I mean, if, if you have heard our. You know, Stock Geek episode, which you should. It was actually relatively interesting. Um, you know, Shopify is it's a platform company, right? They, they, are, they essentially allow individuals or, or mom and pops or, or bigger corporates to, to set up an online shop front, right? They are, they are a platform. And part, yeah. of, and I guess part of the services they wanted to, you know, add onto their platform was fulfillment. So instead of only just selling your goods, you could, you know, as part of the ecosystem, you could also fulfill the delivery of your goods by their, their fulfillment network, right? And Shopify, slightly mm. differently from Amazon, they did not build their own logistics. They didn't buy trucks. They didn't buy warehouses. They just have subcontractors. So it's like, oh yeah, we, we like these okay. people. We like FedEx. We like UPS. We're, we're just subcontracted to them. So, so that's their business model. Right. Honestly, I think really it's a really, really small part 
uh, of their business. So, you know, their big announcement, and this was way back in 2019, was this to say, oh, guys, we are going to have a fulfillment network. We are going to invest $1 billion in this over five years. Sounds big, right? It sounds like a decent number, wow. good chunk yes. of change. Yeah, $1 billion over five years. Absolutely. Well, Amazon, oh, from 2020, so that's two years, has spent $74 billion on logistics and fulfillment. Wow. Right. The, the scale is just insane, right? Wow. And, and Shopify isn't a small e-commerce company. So it's a bullish no, Amazon. Big. But it, it's yeah, it, it's huge. Um, you know, so, I mean, ju- just looking at size, just looking at scale... You, you can kind of sense the, the priority this has for Shopify, right? It's, it's nice. It's nice to have. It's, it's not a, a key driver of their business. Got it. And yet, it, the, the causality here is that it dropped stock price. Yeah. Um, even if it's I not think, that. I think people are being silly. Um, right. I, and okay. I mean, <laughs> look, I, I think it, it's just a very nice comparator, right? You, you have Shopify, you know, the, the, the whole narrative of arming the rebels, re- Rebels going up against Amazon, Rebels. you know, fighting their dominance. And well, what what has Amazon been doing? Right, Amazon has a marketplace. They they are doing fulfillment. They're doing logistics. So Shopify, mm. you are their competitor. Shouldn't you do the same? Right, you you should also go to logistics. Right, but I think that that kind of misses the the forest for the trees. Right, because at the end of the day, Amazon sorry Shopify has a very different business model from from Amazon. Right. Um, we, we didn't cover this in Stocky Cow, so I can say it. <laughs> um, Go for you it. Know, we, at the end of the day, they, they are a platform. They have, you know, they have much better margins. Right. They, they are a software mm. seller, in essence. Right. They, they, don't, they do very, very little first party. They, they want to build an ecosystem for merchants. So, so they make it easy to sell. They provide financing. They, they provide all of that, which, which Amazon doesn't really put an effort into. Right, Amazon wants to buy your goods, white label them, and, and sell them themselves, right? And and, yep. and you can see this in in the different margins, right? Like Shopify has operating margin of twelve percent, decent, not 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 great margins for a, a pure software company, but but decent enough for a retailer, mm-hmm. right? Amazon, even with AWS, which is like huge twenty plus percent operating margins, still to average it out, comes out at six. So so th- there is They're a really difference. Really spending right? a lot of money here. Yeah, they're, they're, and, and structurally, the businesses are just different, right? Log- logistics is a, a low-margin, high-volume business. You know, Shopify not going in too much into it. Uh, I'm fine, right? As a, as a small shareholder of Shopify, I'm fine with it. <laughs> so take, take us through that, right? So obviously, you're talking about your book here. Um, yeah. And, and from, from your tone and all that, you're still bullish on Shopify. You think that they're still going to do well. Maybe tell us a bit more there. Yeah, I think you know, they, they have been growing kind of gangbusters, right? I mean, 2019 mm. to 2020, revenue growth was like 100%, right? Of, of billion. So, so it was already a decent size. So it grew 100%. Growth slowed last. No, the estimated growth for 2021, we'll know next week or next six weeks, is, is a lot slower. It's mere 49, what, 50%. So, you know, okay. still great growth, good margins. Yeah. They are profitable. Yeah. They, are, they are free cash flow positive. And you know, unlike oh, Netflix, I like that. Unlike, you know, I like that. Yeah, I, I like that. <laughs> it's like the first thing I look out for. Um, do yes, they make money? Yes, totally. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> and their, their margins are decent. And, and at the end of the day, you know, I mean, we, we talked a bit about Netflix and Peloton just now, and we, we, we had so many question marks about their business model, right? But we mm. know e commerce works. You know, we, we know Amazon works, they make money. 
Baba makes money, JD makes money, you know, e-commerce as a business is kind of like a, a trivial problem, right? People know that at scale they can make money. It's just getting to scale that that's the issue. So yeah, I, I think it, it's kind of de-risked quite a bit um, because you know the business model, everybody knows how the flywheel works, everybody can build towards it. Yeah, it's it's easy. Well, not not easy, but I mean, it's, it's hard to do it. But it's easy for me to say that. Oh yeah, this looks fine. You know, it's, I, I can I can buy into the story, um, quite readily. And and if it can continue growing, I think that's great. So let me throw you a, a curveball or a spanner, right? So yep. if I can take this a little bit back, and you said Shopify has earnings call in two weeks. Yeah. So say they meet expectations, so they they have you know really good um numbers for Q four. Awesome, awesome, awesome. What do you think, in, in, again, this is just conjecture, what do you think Q1 forecasting is going to be? Should it be about the same? Should it decrease? And the reason I'm asking is, just like what happened with Netflix, mm-hmm. could that also happen with, with Shopify? So if their Q1 figures aren't as growthy, if I can use yes. that word, yes, yes. As, as Q4, do you expect, just like Netflix, to go down a bit, being a yes. software business, or do you think it's lot. completely different? Please, industry? go down a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I think I think this is the play for for tech growth earnings calls now. Just buy like a, a day before buy buy a put you know, option like ten percent below the price two days before. You, more likely than not, you'll make money. Right? Not financial advice. Please don't do it. I I, I myself don't do it because it, it's insanely risky. It's, it's literally a gamble, right? Which, so right. I, I can't put real money into it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there, there, there was, I mean, you saw in the Telegram group, right? This guy made 800K uh, from playing Netflix earnings, right? One put option. Oh, sorry. One position, right? Turned 30K into 800K. Right, that, that's that's insane. <laughs> you know, overnight, <laughs> this is better than crypto. Wow. Crypto still takes like two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! So, so you think so? You wanted to go down then, Anthony? Hmm? Yeah, I, I think. Look, at the end of the day, I'm more. I'm longer term, right? And I think it's a good business. I think it's a business that can continue growing, right? And and so yeah, if, if it comes out cheaper and and I can buy it at a cheaper rate. And I, while still believe, while still being able to believe that it can grow, why not? Right? Mm-hmm. I think that's my attitude towards like the, the whole tech carnage right now. It's like I like these companies <laughs> and they, they are decently cheap right now. Hooray! Time to buy. <laughs> yes, that's true. Uh, I do look at FCF. I do look at you know a few other things as well. But I, I, first thing I go to in my in my balance sheet or in my in my PNL in the, the actual financials is scroll down to free cash flow. And and find out what that figure is. So, yeah, and, and hopefully it's positive uh, and growing. Right? It's like, oh, fantastic! Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, we, we we have given up on profits, right? We we, we no longer it's, it's yeah. like ah, you everybody's pre-profit. They have to be post-revenue, but you know, hopefully they are they are also positive free cash flow. Cool. Well, well, thanks so much for that, Anthony. I think this was a good good session. Good to go back to basics, really. Yeah, uh, <laughs> with the with the three stocks, we, we, we can we can we can look exactly at why each stock goes down. But I mean, realistically, you know, the, the and I suspect, and I think you would suspect and agree to, you know, why it's gone down so much for for all these things. It, it's really just the the current market sentiment and, and macro, right? I mean, we, if we rewind one year and you know the same news about Peloton or Netflix came out. Oh, it'll be fine. It will still go up, right? It's just the whole so. market sentiment yes. has soured. So, yes, and unfortunately, you're going to see that until 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 the Fed actually starts increasing rates, right? 
Yeah, as they signal, right? Because if they increase by 0.5, again, there'll be another drawdown. It's, it's just insane. That is, like the Fed needs to make up their mind and, and people need to stop second-guessing them. Fair enough. We do actually have a question, I think, before we end off Ooh. from one of our listeners. Uh, so Nirav yep. actually says, there are some market watchers who say that tech stocks have been overpriced for a while and a correction was long overdue. Do you expect the tech stocks to go back to their high prices in the last few months? Or do you think they'll remain at the current or lower prices in the near future? Yeah, I, I think short term, short term being three to six months, no question, they will not go higher, right? Peloton's never, not going to go back to 170, which was where they were no. a year back <laughs> from the 23, right? If, if they did, if they did, and that's six times, I think that'd be fantastic. I, I'm not invested, so I don't care. But I think that that's like, right. wow. I, I, think, I, I think in the near future, you know, the, the macro overhang will, will be there. You know, In fact, we are beginning to see, and I, we, we spoke about this, I think, three of a month ago, the indices are cracking, right? You know, your, your fang is also going down. It's not just big tech. It's just not, it's not just small tech or, or high beta tech anymore. Big tech is also, Absolutely. mega tech is going down. So... You know, I, I think this is kind of the beginning of the end in, the, in that sense, right? Once once the biggest ones go down and, and they begin to, to start recovering, then you, you can kind of go, oh, yeah, no, we, we are slightly out of the woods. It is time to scale in a bit faster if you are not already fully, if your positions are not full. So, so yes, um, definitely overvalued. We, we have also said that many, many times you know, about Rivian, about... Amplitude for me, not not for you. Oh, no, most, it, it, most most of the growth stocks. Most of the growth stocks. <laughs> you know, it's just yes. been insane. We we have said it's insane. I we don't know how long it can continue, and and now we are saying that. Oh yeah, I think at least it, it's not going to go back up anytime quickly, but it could, right? And and that's the gist of where we come from. At least that's where I where, where I come from, right? I I want to be in this for the next two to five years. I want good businesses that are growing, that can grow and scale well and you know can operate well. And when the market turns, when the sentiment turns again, because it's will, it will, right? Um, when people become optimistic again, then that's where these businesses who will become the next generation of leaders and then they will rise up. So so now it's just a preparatory phase, I think. Got it. So to summarize, and I think for me as well, is you really got to look at your timeline, right? If your timeline is two months, three months, four months, I wouldn't put my bets here. Well, you probably could find something somewhere. I'm not too sure where, but you know, something a bit better. <laughs> <laughs> and but you know, if you're looking at one, two, three years, this is effectively cyclical, right? When the interest rate goes up, we'll see what happens. Right? For me, I'm really just waiting for that as the Fed increases the rates uh, and and any other market market sentiments that may happen. And it's just like if you look at 08, just like if you look at the different cycles you will see it go up to higher than it was even before. So I think really, really depends on, on the time frame. Thanks for that, Nerev. Cool. We got a cool. question. I think we did. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that that comes to the end of our live market updates. Uh, thanks so much for listening coconuts and, and thanks Anthony, of course, for, for joining me in this banter. Yeah. Always, right? Always highlight of my week. <laughs> Perfect. And of course, last but not least, if you haven't signed up on Telegram, please do so. We're looking to give giveaways. So go ahead and do that. You can find us at The Financial Coconut. Any questions you have with regards to our market updates or you want us to cover anything with regards to a deep dive of a stock, please let us know. We're more than happy to deep dive that for you. All right. Well, signing off here with Rakesh and Anthony, and we'll see you next week. Bye. All right. See you guys. Bye. 
Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode with me, Rakesh, and trust that you learned something today. If you enjoyed the session and want to be part of the banter, join our community Telegram group or follow us on social media. We also have a weekly newsletter to get a digest of the news we covered. To sign up, please click the description below. As always, we love your feedback. So share that with us at hello at thefinancialcoconut.com. Thanks and stay safe.